Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Iron Fist Season 2, Episode 6, The Dragon Dies at Dawn. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Another good episode, my friend, right? You sound surprised. You know I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the show's gotten better. I really, really am. Uh, I was rooting for it all along. Uh, this we're talking about episode six today. Full spoiler alert for the dragon dies at dawn. Um, so this uh, this had multiple really, really, really nice moments. Uh, Ward comparing the Iron Fist to addiction uh, was kind of interesting. I feel like he did that last episode too. Because he was saying that, um, you know, he spent so long in AA, or NA and all the A's. Or was that this episode? That was this episode, yeah. Okay. I, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure. This is the episode where uh, the, they, they get left alone uh, after every, everyone was together at the beginning, at the end of last episode. And uh, in episode six, uh, Danny and Ward get left alone for the first 15 minutes of the episode, and they have a little conversation um, about that. And that, that, was, that was interesting. Um Misty is real pissed at Joy for being a piece of shit, even though she had every every reason not to be. All the privilege in the world, and she ended up the way she did. Ward, Ward and Joy have a uh, touching, sad conversation. Um, oh my god, yeah, when he was pouring his heart out about all of the times that uh, that he had been beaten and broken by his dad, yeah. and you know, like how he kept her from that, just like Oh God, it hurt! It hurt so bad. Yeah, it really did. It was sad. Um, really, really, really sad. And he really, I like, I like Ward. Um, he's he's they have they've turned him into a good character. Like I, I've last season, like he really was. I th- I thought he was going to kind of remain the villain of the piece. Uh, moving forward, but he, the, the way they've turned his character is kind of interesting, um, and and a lot of it just was he was an addict, and now he's in recovery, and and kind of watching that recovery live. Like I feel like a lot of um, shows, they either keep the person hooked on drugs because it's more interesting, or they have them like have that have the the addiction as kind of a ghost in their past. You know, well, watching yeah. watching someone go from drug addict. And then, like going through recovery and actually mo- moving through the steps of recovery, I think has been really cool—a cool thing this show's doing. Um, yeah, it just shows that people can change, just like Misty said. People can change. The yeah. ones that you thought were bad do good things, and the ones that you thought were good do bad things. A la Luke, what are you doing? Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good call. She may have been thinking of Luke. Um, Hmm. I my favorite part of this episode by far, and I'm not I'm not a big fight scene guy. Like I don't really care. A lot Ooh. of times, a lot of times I, I I zoom past the fight scenes. Not not actually zoom past, but I don't really. I, they don't they don't if you gloss over. Yeah, they the if they're not doing something with the character. If they're not making a strong point about character. It just doesn't really. I don't care. Sometimes they're real cool. Uh, and this one had both. This one was like a really cool fight scene uh, with really cool character designs with, with those tattoo artists 
and like uh, I knew it. I knew the Crane Sisters fight was going to be your favorite. Oh, for sure. I mean, the other there wasn't really another fight in this. Like the fight between Davos was just a beat down. <laughs> like there wasn't really a that, that. But they had like a, a five minute long fight scene. Uh, it was so cinematic. Um, the the Crane Sisters were super. Uh, well designed and just the fighting was awesome. And then on top of that, Colleen kind of finding her purpose again. Yeah. She's been, she's been, she gave up this, the fight because she thought she needed to. Uh, but on Misty's advisement, she's kind of picked it back up and, and like embraced it a little bit. And, and her smiling as the fight starts was, was super fun. <laughs> just like, these two people are trying to kill you. And she's like, oh, I feel at home. Like, yeah, right? that was a great, <laughs> this is where I belong. Yeah, it was a great character moment. And then she got to do some really cool stunt work. Yeah. You know, and, and like going back and forth throughout that, uh, that parlor shop or the, the tattoo parlor, like that along with the camera work in there was like just superb action scenes. Like you can tell they got a new uh, fight choreographer. Or they, or they at least spent time on it this season. Well, we, we had they a got a new one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We, we had reports last season that they were like that the people had like an hour to learn the fights and stuff, and it just wasn't working last season. Um, they would like have stunt directors show up on set and then just like teach the fights as they were doing them, and it's just like that's not how you do a really good kung fu show. Like yes, <laughs> like it's fine if you're doing a show that's not about master martial artists but that's part of this show that's what you've had a few we've had a few fights in the past that we really liked that hatchet fight from last year we loved um well yeah that that one was uh not just like a really cool fight but the the cinematography in that was yeah. really awesome we thought that it was like oh they found their lang their like fight language they're going to use and it's great and they never did it again they never <laughs> did it again like i i keep looking for that too i thought about that specifically i was like man that would have been really cool like if yeah. the davos fight and this fight had been going at the same time and it was using the panels like that to show how they're going it would have been super awesome yeah and like line up some of the strikes uh, and have two things at once that would have been, that would have been great um maybe next time yeah I mean, they listened to us last season maybe they'll listen to us this season and then do that properly next time <laughs> yeah maybe um, yeah, I loved. It. I mean, now I think they've they've established that that's not necessarily the language of the show. That was just a one time thing. But man, it was it was a great one time thing. And yeah, I, I'd like to see them do more of more stuff like that. Um, the, but yeah, e- either way though, this this fight sequence was spot on. It was awesome. Yeah, it's everything we wanted in this show, and like. When you do a fight scene between like a oh, master master martial artist versus random street brawler or whatever, like it's not it's not as pretty, it's not as fun. You just watch the master martial artist just kind of kick the shit out of some guy who doesn't know what he's doing. But then like when you put a bunch of pe- or put a group of people who you know have been training in fight choreography and and making these things look good, and they're playing characters who are good martial artists you get really cool scenes like this one yeah for sure great great scene i applaud i mean like this was this was for me like close to like (laughs) this was their uh hallway this was their hallway yeah Yeah, like this 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 was a really great 
fight sequence wasn't as good as hallway hallway is just both hallway scenes are amazing the one shot three aspect uh oh yeah what did they i don't remember the third one the defenders oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's right where all four of them are in the hallway yeah cool. that was that was cool that's cool i was like what the yeah. third one they haven't had a third i still don't i don't i don't consider that the canon third hallway fight. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'm sure in the in the uh in the it's like Doctor Who. They have so many doctors, but one of them was like a movie doctor that doesn't count. <laughs> and so he doesn't count in the the, the numbering system. <laughs> That's goofy. Um, yeah. There's there's apparently some non-canon doctor in Doctor Who. Um, okay. That like was a, some movie from the 60s where he was like not, not an alien. He was like a human. And he had children. And it was just a totally different story. <laughs> And but they hmm. still called it Doctor Who, but he's not considered one of the thirteen Doctors or whatever, or about to be fourteen, I think. I don't know. I've I've kind of lost touch with Doctor Who. I need to get back into it. They've got a new Doctor, and I'm excited about her. Um, I liked the last Doctor too, though. So, anyway, back to back to Iron Fist. So Misty using her cyborg arm, yes, was a great uh, a great. Other side of the coin, like you know, the brawler. Yeah, like, her, oh, her man, being the brawler. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about this person driving away on a motorcycle? Oh, I'm just going to stop him. Yeah, which is great and all, but here's the thing: should have been knocked off her feet, right, or like dislocated her shoulder or something. I don't know exactly right. how that thing is braced, but like that's the second or third time they've done something with her arm that I've been like. No, like you still don't have the, like it's like they haven't done this actual thing. It's like if they had her pick up a car. Like, yeah, your arm maybe can pick up a car, but your the frame of your body can't. Like, right? Like your legs are still not that strong. Yeah. So uh, her like maybe maybe if she braced like her elbow on the ground and then like grabbed the bumper, she could like drag the car up, sort of yeah. with the arm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's still like you got to keep the weight off of your your body. Your yeah. body still has limitations. And this motorbike thing wasn't so egregious that I can't get over it. Because uh, I mean, I like I could buy just a kung fu master putting out his arm and knocking someone off a motorcycle. Like that could happen. But she just didn't seem to like even be bracing her body in a in a sufficient way. She just held out her arm like. <laughs> yep. That's all I need <laughs> she to do. Clotheslined it. Um. So I'd like to see them, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know really, like one robot arm is hard to do much with. <laughs> At least in, in a, from a power perspective. Like you can crush things, you can maybe hold hot things. And <laughs> <laughs> Recycling is a cinch. <laughs> yeah. Throw it away. I mean, like she could pull a Luke and like hold, hold a grenade in that hand if she could close it all the way, but that's not really how hands work. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Anyway, a tiny grenade. Uh, so the last thing we get in this episode is um, Walker turning into Mary at just oh, yeah. the wrong time, and I, I loved the tension of this moment because, in many ways, Mary is the character we've been rooting for uh, up till now. She's the artist. She's the one who do, like seems to want to get away from the killing and all this stuff. Uh, but and she she tried to help Danny. Uh, but, uh, she, in this moment, they need Walker, <laughs> like they need, 
Danny needs yep. Walker to come back, and 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 it's <laughs> how do I get to Walker? It's interesting. How do I get Walker back? It's interesting that they've set up the kind of like I guess the good in quotations. Um, it, it reminds me of Hulk and Banner in that I need I need the I, I adore you, but I need the other guy right now. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. and that's and that's a heartbreaking sentiment, you know. And this is this was kind of similar, um, like. Mary, you're fine and all. We thank you for your help, but this. Where's Walker? <laughs> Bring Walker back. It's important. Hey, um, Mary, I like you a lot and all, but like, I really need you to go be an assassin just yeah. for a, for a minute. And she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand what happened or why he's going into a hospital, like like an ambulance. She doesn't know if she did that. She just does not know what's going on. Um, and she's like, I'm sorry I, what I did for whatever I did to you. And she doesn't understand that it wasn't her. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, who's Davos? She doesn't know anything. No, doesn't know anything. Um, so that was a really cool way to resolve this scene, I thought. Um, yeah. And then the way that Alice Eve plays it, like you feel like it's actually two characters, not just one uh, one character who's a little a little crazy, right? Yeah, I agree. so it's it's actually two characters that both have their own separate wants and needs. And when when Mary was like, "I can't, like, I can't let her take me to Arizona and put me away like that," I'm like, "Oh shit, that's right!" Like, if she goes to Arizona and you know basically sets herself up to never switch again, she's killing Mary. Yeah, like, I don't want that. And I, I thought when Mary looked in the mirror, it was very interesting. Um, it made me think, like, what it seems like Walker might have some of this under control. And that Mary might rarely get to be... Mary's, Mary's an artist, and she doesn't, isn't, as, uh, she isn't as regimented. So she probably doesn't know how to, like, resist the change as well. And so when Mary became Mary and looked into the mirror, I was like, oh... Like, she's checking her face to see how old she is. Like, that's what I thought. I think that Mary's face just hurt, and she was just kind of, like, checking to see, like, what's wrong with my face? Why is it? Why am I sore? Because, you know, she got punched in the face a couple of times by Davos. That, that's possible. Um, I just, that's, that's what I, that's what it made me think of when she looked, looked into the mirror and kind of, like, touched her face and, like, was trying to figure out what, what, was, what had gone on. Um, <laughs> you there, boy made on the think, street, what day is it? Like yes, absolutely, it could just be that her face was hurt, but it could. It looked to me like something she maybe did every time she changed back. She she's like, okay, I'm waking up from a dream, and I don't know how long I've been asleep. Like what what has gone on? Like it's possible she was gone for two years at one point and woke up with a totally you know looking totally looking different. <laughs> I have a toe ring now. Why do I have a toe ring? <laughs> um, so. Uh, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Davos a little bit. Davos sor- sort of solidified his... Um, Crazy person perspective? His perspective a little bit more this episode. <laughs> um, he believes he's doing the right thing. Here's one thing about that that I don't like. Last season, Davos came to Danny and said, you need to come back to Kunlun. And he said that that's what the Iron Fist does. He's the defender of Kunlun, and you need to go back there. And when Danny was like, yeah, I can fight the hand here, Davos was like, no, that's not what we do. We defend Kunlun. 
the the Iron Fist is to, is, is 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 in existence to defend Kunlun against the hand. Yes, but not here. You're supposed to be there defending. And he refused to go back. And now and now the fist doesn't take the fight to the hand. Yeah, and now Davos is like, I'm doing what an iron fist does. And he's like killing criminals, which I think like is his interpretation of what an iron fist does when neither Kunlun or the hand exists. But it's kinda <laughs> weird. It's like the the fact that he like had such a strong opinion on what an Iron Fist does last season, and now he's like, an Iron Fist just fights crime, I guess. <laughs> um, so that that's a little weird, um, a little little delusional on his part, if not bad writing. Um, I think it's just mostly an Iron Fist fights evil or d- destroys evil. Sure, uh, but that's not what he said last season. Is my point. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the hand are supposed to be like the embodiment of evil for them, and you know, the Iron Fist destroys the hand, and et cetera, and so forth, yada yada. Right, and then so, and that's all interpretation on interpretation of what he said last season, which an Iron Fist defends Kunlun against the hand. Like that's he was very specific with Danny about that because he was like, "Yes, you're fighting the hand, but that's not good enough. That's not even that isn't good <laughs> you're enough. You're doing it wrong. You're not Iron Fisting right." Um, <laughs> Right, iron fisting Ooh. sounds fun. Sounds uh, yeah, a little dirty. That's, is that what she told oh. you? <laughs> you weren't iron fisting, right? <laughs> well, my my fist wouldn't glow. Um, <laughs> you know, men of a certain age. All right, that joke. There we go again. Too many times. Um, roll threes, maybe roll threes, roll sixes. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know how much better a joke is when you repeat it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the the thing that was interesting is Davos does have a line, and he he's and he is currently the it's it's like we talked about Matt with Matthew Westfox on an upcoming episode. Um, one of the things we spoke about uh, with superhero ethics when they came, when Matthew Westfox came on, uh, which which will be posted next week, I believe. Uh, was one of the things that makes a hero a hero is being able to take feedback from others and like look at yeah. look at it from other perspectives. Currently, Davos is the only respe- perspective Davos is taking in, and it's making him sort of villainous. But he does have a line when when the, when the when the uh, when the when the his his new driver, which I love this setup between this criminal driver who he thinks is scum and Davos. Uh, it's, that's been pretty fun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I guess that's the one that Mrs. Uh, wow, gosh, what's her name? Mrs. Chang. Mrs. Chang stabbed in the eye. Yeah. Um, that guy's having a rough week. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's seen some things. But also, wasn't this guy with the Golden Tigers? Wasn't that his thing? Yeah. So, one weird weird thing, I guess, is, like, if I were him and I was making a list, I feel like I would probably just make a list of my enemies. Yeah, I know everything about all these hatchet people. They're the worst people. Yeah. You shouldn't focus on these golden tiger people just yet. Let's do the hatchet right. people. Right, and maybe I'd throw in a golden tiger here or there to... 
Like, like it seems like his position is, has a lot of incentive to, to be deceptive and send Davos to, to very specific evil that he wants to take down. He could send him to take down all the other gangs in the city, leaving his golden tigers to grow or whatever. Like, that seems like the move, I guess. Uh, but I guess the point is he has no loyalty and he's just looking to save his own life. Yeah. He's saving his own skin. Yeah. Like For Dan- now. Like Danny. Um. <laughs> Sorry. That's kind of what I was getting at. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but when, he, when 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 this driver asked him, "Do you want me to put these kids on the list?" Uh, he said, "Not yet," which is both ominous and shows that he has some restraint because those kids are criminals, but they are not crossing the line that he thinks is a like. A killing offense and joy the same way he he outlined that joy has this potential for good and potential for bad and he sees both in her um so he has some sort of code uh which i found interesting i found i i, I thought if he had added those kids to the list he would have completely jumped the shark into like mustache twirly villain territory uh but the yeah. fact that he has a code makes him even more interesting as a, as a antagonist for danny his dramatic pause there really uh, put some tension into my uh, into my chest. Yeah, because I was like, too. "Oh God, no! Don't say it! Don't say it! Those are the kids that Colleen wants to save!" Oh God, no! Yeah, don't add those to the list. Come on, man. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> right? Davos. Like, chill, bro. Um. Yeah. He is not chill. He is not a. He is not chill AF. Zero chill. Um. All right. Well, I think that's about all I've got to say about this episode. What about you, my friend? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about this thing. Let, let's do the other four episodes all at once. I got to binge watch the show. It's so <laughs> All right. Uh, no, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with episode seven. Um, uh, so, okay. So, uh, so t- 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 stick around guys. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the show, uh, just go to patreon.com slash mcucast. All the episodes should be available, uh, very, very shortly if they aren't already. So, uh, if you're hearing this on the regular feed, go check out Patreon if you're ahead of us and want to catch up on Iron Fist or want us to catch up with you because we post them over there quicker. So uh, check that out. And uh, we'll be back with you very soon tomorrow with more Iron Fist. Until next time, true believers. Uh-huh.